welcome to the dice roll, guys. We're putting your faith in Jesus. We're taking a chance on Jesus. I'm tweaking out. Yeah. We're talking about faith today, so. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the dice roll, guys. We're taking a chance on Jesus. It's never a gamble. So today we're talking about though our faith may fail. Yes, today we're talking about faith and our faithfulness being that. And God's face was being, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was very ugly. Lord, we want to um, come to you as humbly as we know how. And we just pray that the Holy Spirit speaks through us. I pray that we are completely empty ourselves so that the Holy Spirit can um, pour into us the words that He wants to tell the people listening and watching. Lord, we're thankful for your word. We pray that your word goes forth today and your word changes people's lives. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you convict the hearts of the people that's listening and even me and Bridges Girl as we um, just go through the Bible and talk about your faithfulness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so just off the books, and that, I guess that means like, that, that means something totally different to yes. me. <laughs> what would you... Like in your heart, what are you? Well, I, I guess we could talk about an example of uh, like our, our, our when our faith dwindled, and the Lord's faithfulness like showed up. Mm. Like, what, what do you have in mind? In our lives, or just, just in our life, personal lives, yeah. personal testimony. You're really starting there. Personal testimony time. Listen, I was really like starting to tear up already before. No. Yeah, I just feel like emotional right now. Yeah. I've been, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. you've known, mm -hmm. but like, I think because the topic today is our faith failing, mm -hmm. and then what I'm going through right now, apart from Calvin, I'm going through something personal on my own that I just shared with you last night, mm -hmm. or this morning. I feel like I'm going to cry, I don't want to cry right now. I don't want to cry right now. <sighs> but my, oh gosh, I don't want to cry right now. I feel like my faith is really failing right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to cry right now. <laughs> I don't want to cry right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hmm. Go ahead, girl. I think it's just the traumatic part of it. Yeah. Reliving it in my mind is annoying. Mm -hmm. But um, I think this happened while I was doing college and before that, actually, as well. I had a major, uh, I had something go wrong in my tailbone. We call it, or I found out later that it's called a pylonidal or pylonidal cyst where it was growing and it caused like excruciating pain whenever I would sit down. We didn't know what the cause of it was, but at the time I had, or over the years, it came back twice, full blown, very traumatic. Like, it, like thinking about it right now is what's making me cry. And I had to go through one surgery, but not, um, not surgery in the way that you think, like not when they put me to sleep, like they, gave me something for it they gave me something for it but i was still awake and so i felt them slicing slicing it open i felt them draining it 
I felt all of that. And I was like screaming in that hospital. And during the time after it was just over, I was fully like believing in the Lord that it would not happen again. The doctors were saying, you know, like, we recommend that you get this removed. It was no longer infected, but the cavity was still there. I think they said removing it wouldn't guarantee that it would never come back. There was still a chance. And so surgery has always scared me, especially knowing that it was right by my spine is something I never even wanted to think about. And I just always have the worst thought process whenever I'm thinking about like getting put to sleep and it possibly not working or me possibly waking up and feeling them in me. I just, I don't know, my brain does this whole horror movie thing. And so I was just, over the years, it kept not coming back, meaning getting infected, but the pain would come back and it would stay for like a week or two and then it would subside. And right now, currently, I'm in pain sitting here. And like this morning, the past few weeks, because this happened a few days ago, I was just like, God, why haven't you, like, why haven't you healed this? Like, at the time, I really believed and still believe that you can. It's not about me not believing you can, but now I'm doubting that you will. And I don't know why he won't. It makes me feel, it makes me feel like, I don't know, I'm doing something wrong. I don't like thinking of God like that. You know, like the reason he won't heal you is because of this or, or because you're not doing this. Or maybe you're you're being sinful in this area, so this is your punishment. I don't like thinking like that. And that's how I used to view these things until he reformed my mind. It's not contingent on what I'm doing. It's just his will. Like he he will do it or he won't for whatever reason. And I don't understand it. And whenever I don't understand things, it... It makes me upset sometimes. It makes me confused. Whenever I can't explain a situation, it frustrates me. And whenever I'm in pain and I can't explain it, it makes me even more so angry. And I'm not necessarily angry at God, but I'm just confused because I really do believe he can heal this. And every time I'm in pain, I'm just thinking about it. Like, God, why hasn't this gone away yet? And then whenever I was talking to you about it, like whenever you were telling me your experience with surgery about how you you were afraid of it too, but then when you went through it, you realized that it was it was it was scarier in your mind, I guess, than what it actually was in real life. And I'm just like maybe maybe that's the point of all this. Like maybe I'm supposed to just get over my fear of. I don't know, surgery. I don't know. Like, my brain is always trying to make something make sense. Mm -hmm. And right now, it's not making sense to me as to why this keeps recurring. And so, like, in this area, I think, like, I'm, I'm just doubting. And I don't like doubting God because I know he is capable of all things. But right now, it's not, it's, he's not showing me the way I want to see it. And so this is it's just challenging for me because I don't want to get the surgery, but I'm coming to the conclusion that I need to probably face this fear of mine that's irrational maybe, very irrational.
and just go through go through with it i believe it will go away it will subside like it always does but because the pattern is that it comes back it comes back it just keeps coming back i'm yeah. expecting it to come back i'm not expecting it to never go away now and that's what i'm praying for i wanted it to just go away because yeah. why not like god god can heal me yeah i believe that but i don't know why it hasn't happened this is this has been a, a while of years years right? yeah. yeah years now i think i'm done crying I think I'm done crying about it. Right, it sucks. Because well, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And being confused. Why, why can't, why can't all of them make this? Because you know how Paul was talking about this torn air side. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe this is a torn air side. I don't, I would I don't actually know. think, yeah, I was actually believing it, it could be. In Paul's case, he, he wanted it removed. Yeah. But. And they were saying no. Right. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that a couple of days ago, or was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is supposed to teach me how to be joyous through affliction and all that stuff. Because that's what I've been trying, mm-hmm. like since this happened. I haven't cried like this about it since it happened. Mm-hmm. I've teared up like this morning I did, mm-hmm. but I haven't like been like like this yeah. downcast about it. I've been really like. It's okay, like, I'm good, like, the Lord has me, the Lord is with me. Every morning, I wake up, thank the Lord that I'm still alive. Like, you know, there's other things I, I am thankful for, and even this, I am thankful for. Right. I'm just like, oh, maybe it's teaching me that. But I'm like, the only thing that's, like, keeping me from fully submitting into that thought is the fact that I am capable of having this surgery, but I won't. Mm. So I'm capable of actually seeing if it can actually go away yeah. with the surgery. But I am afraid, exactly. Mm. I'm afraid of the surgery. I'm afraid of them going in there and just messing up. Yeah. Or go, yeah. Like, that's my spine, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Naturally. Exactly. Naturally. And I've researched, some people couldn't even have theirs removed because it was so close to yeah. their spine. But you just don't know. And I don't know. And that's what I'm don't saying. Want to get there. Exactly. So yeah. I'm prohibiting myself. So that's why I can't agree to like, oh, this is like Paul. Yeah. Like, this is just me being afraid. Yeah. I am afraid. And that's not how God wants me to live. You were saying that yesterday to me. Yeah. Perfect love cast out here, you know? If I'm perfectly submitted under God and under his will, and I know that he can take care of me, mm-hmm. if I really believe that, I wouldn't be afraid to go into the surgery because I know that the result of the surgery is whatever he yeah. wills it to be. He'll, he'll work through those surgeries. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm working out. That's what this morning was. Like, yeah. okay, it's just me. Like, I'm in my it's own way. Real. And I'm afraid. But I have to step out of that. If, if, if the possibility of me getting better can actually happen. Right. Like, if I can actually get this surgery and this not come back anymore, mm-hmm. I'm the only one holding me back. I don't know how much, like, for money, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, From what I know, it's just me. Let me just say that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I could do. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think it is just me being fearful because I'm just like, whenever this first happened, the second time, the second time, that's when the doctor told me, you know, you might want to get surgery. I was like, no, like, I 
pray the Lord just remove it yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to have to get surgery. Like, mm -hmm. no. No surgery. No. But it just kept flaring up, flaring up, flaring okay, up. Flaring so it's funny up. about that. Like, so he'll do it to some other people. Right. Or he'll be like, yeah, you don't need this. Right. And then he'll let his other kids follow through with the surgery. Exactly. And then he can, well, like you said, kicking and screaming. Yeah. But I think I think that's was I think this was going on. Yeah. You like you probably could have been gone. By now. You have not gone. You've not been like you you've not said yes to the surgery. Right. Like what if this is me trying to work what if this is me removing it from you exactly by surgically having it done. Exactly. But you're not I'm not trying to say that. Right. Like what if that's and what if that's how you wanted to wanted to go about it? And it could have been gone. Exactly. But you like, I'm scared. Yeah. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. God was like, well, I know. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just let me? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you let me work through these surgeries, get this out of you, so you can go heal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Naturally heal, do, do whatever you have to do to heal, heal yourself, and be back to 100%. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. It's another, I think it's another issue of us trying to, uh, the Lord wanted to provide for us. It's not in the way He wanted to. It don't look like what He wanted to. Like yeah. We gotta go, and we have to go through the person in charge. We don't know right. the end of the tunnel. And then He's like, "Here's the end of the tunnel." But they had to go through what you were staring at. Listen, Ooh. I feel like the Israelites right now delaying the promised land. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, you talking about you talking about in a circle? Yeah. And a, what was it supposed to be? 11 days? 40 years, man. 11 day trip that turned into 40 years where your parents had to just die because the Lord was like, you guys are so stubborn. Mm -hmm. Your children are going to be the ones that make it up, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your, your breakthrough might be on the other side of their surgery. Yeah. It just might be in the right way. But he's just going to continue to move in faith. Yeah. And he will. He will not feel you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let you... He won't feel me. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. The thing that kicked me in the butt was really realizing like, if God graces me to live a long life, yeah. and if God graces me to have kids, I don't want to be dealing with this yeah. while I'm pregnant. Imagine. Imagine. I can't imagine even sit, like, sit down. And imagine that time, and plus uh, the weight of a baby. In the exactly. Yeah. That's While you're old, hurting. you can't even walk like That's right as, as is. Like, yeah. I don't want it. Like, ugh. I no. don't want to do that to myself. Imagine having to get the surgery done later in life. Exactly. Where it really becomes like a health risk because mm -hmm. you're just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Up there in years, up there in age. Like, Lord, if we can get it now, yeah. do it for where you're strong. If we can do it now, we would love that. You and Corey mm -hmm. girls kicking Phillips in from the store. Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> even yeah. if even if she's kicking the screaming, Lord, we would much rather it now than later. Mm -hmm. Well, my example is, I would say it's small, but it was used to me whenever I whenever I first uh, whenever I first came to Jesus and was like, here's my Main card. <laughs> it was my main card, Jesus, for myself. Um, I was working at a, it was a couple jobs. I was working 
And um, I believe, I believe, this is when I first audibly heard God. The Holy Spirit speaks. This is what I believe. And um, I remember I was working and I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm going to go to school. I had like 30 minutes or something until uh, you know, my lunch break comes. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm fully someplace. Mm-hmm. And then I feel this voice. I told him, no, I don't. Don't worry about it. Hold on. I got you. And so I'm looking around like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that didn't sound like it, it didn't sound like me. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like me. The thing didn't sound like yeah. But it it didn't it didn't sound like me. Like you know, you can't hear a voice. But I could. Okay, it's weird. I, like I couldn't. The voice didn't have a personality per se. Yeah. But I I could just hear the words. I, that's kind of weird. I don't know. I'm I trying know. to make that make sense. Okay. So when he told it to me, how I usually tell it to me, no, nah, nah, don't worry about it. He literally said all that. No, nah, don't worry about it. I got you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, it's gonna leave. And I continue thinking about Chipotle. <laughs> and he said it again, like, don't worry about Chipotle. I got you again two times, right? So the time comes, it's about five, five or so minutes before I have to physically clock out my face into my car. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see, I don't see, I don't see the food I'm going to eat. So I'm just going to leave. I'm going to go. And I was going to clock out early too, which is funny. <laughs> I was going to clock out like two or three minutes early and I was going to leave. And somebody ran from somewhere else and said, hey, some people brought food and seemed very good. It's oh. just like a full table of it. Like, wow. a, a, like dessert style. Mm. A barbecue. So they were barbecues and all that jazz. Please go. Yeah. They just came. So. <laughs> all right. And that was, the, that was like my, well, that was the, the first time I've ever, ever seen God come through in my life. I got you. Yeah, I just want. I wanted to just go back because it was just it was it was just major then because I was like, yeah, this is kind of crazy. Firstly, that I audibly, well, first I believe I audibly heard the voice. Yeah. And secondly, that he actually came through and said, "Yeah, come." Right. Yeah. And I was gonna step out mad early before my time, but it was like, yeah, chill out. Yeah. I actually had you right. So that that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's mine. And um, the Lord is, the Lord's faithfulness gets shown throughout the entire Bible. Yes. His faith, his faithfulness being bottomless and ours being very fickle and mm-hmm. brittle. And um, the Lord is good. I just want to start out by saying that. The Lord is good. Well, what did you have written down? I had examples of people okay. who lost faith or doubted in, yeah. in their seasons, mm-hmm. either Jesus or the Father. Mm-hmm. Like we we're more like these people than we think. Yes, you know? a whole lot more. Like yeah, people. very important people. I think everybody in the Bible is important, obviously, because they're in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But people that are highly esteemed, you okay. know, like John the Baptist. Yeah, he began to doubt that Jesus was even the Messiah. He's like, "Are you the one that we're actually waiting for?" Says that in Matthew. Is this when he's, he's in prison? Prison. Yeah. Yes. And like, look, you see, <laughs> like, you, you get it though. Like, it's 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 not far fetched. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, bro, you are yeah. you really like, you know, I'm in prison. You still didn't break me out, right? right. Basically, right. Peter, I had him for when he was walking on the water. Oh my goodness, yeah. And he took his eye off the Lord, and 
you know, thought about the wind and like, oh no, and now he it said he was he began to get fearful. Mm-hmm. And so he started sinking. And Abraham, whenever he was waiting for his son, God promised him. Yeah. But knows I'm getting old. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. The Israelites, but that was their their own fault. Yeah. But them just like, I wanna go back to Egypt. Like I wanna go back home. Basically to go back into bondage. Ba- back into bondage, right. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just like, all of these people had their moments of doubt with God, but I think it's really because if you see the pattern, they're focusing on themselves in those mm-hmm. moments. They're focusing on the bad in their situation or what they're yeah. afraid of or why yeah, this is not happening. Interest is. Right, why yeah. this is not happening for me. You told me this, yeah. or I'm not in the best position right now, and you can fix that. Yeah. And with myself as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not fully healed right now. I, I don't know, God. Like, I thought you were supposed to come through. Right. Two years ago, I don't have a job and I need to pay these bills, Lord. My student loans are coming up. And I'm just like, we take our eyes off the Lord for a second and this is what happens. Yep. The, the, the issues of life, they're all like staring at us. Yeah. Everything is staring at us, waiting on us to look, look down, like take our eyes off him. But the moment we do that, they jump us. Yeah. Like, it's not even like a one-on-one. We get jumped. Attacked. We get bombarded. Yeah. And and then it, it and then we getting hit from every you know just everywhere. It's hard to try to find our way back because we're right. just getting shrouded, right? And then the Lord has to come and like, right? You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes we got to be the ones to like push some stuff out of the way mm-hmm. so that we can get our eyes back. I'm gonna jump all the way to Genesis 15, but this is one of the biggest. Like revelations God had gotten whenever I first read it, and I had to read it again to really, to really get what it was talking about, right? <clears throat> so we're going to start at verse 7. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old. A ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all the all these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. Verse twelve over through sixteen. Uh, Abraham fell asleep, and the Lord is just like the Lord is speaking, speaking to Abraham, even though he's asleep. The Lord is speaking to Abraham, telling him he's going to do all these things, and that um, I'm going to bring judgment. I'm going to. I'm going to do these things. I'm, 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 me, me, me. This is what I'm going to do. So verse 17, it says, When the sun had gone down, and it was dark, behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. And these pieces meaning these animals that were sliced, they were killed, and sliced open the blood. Was, okay. Well, 18 says, On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. He's still asleep. Saying, to your offspring, I give this land from the river to Egypt, river of Egypt, to the great, great river, the river Euphrates. So I looked that up. I looked, I looked up what kind of practice, not practice, but what kind of um, transaction that was to bring these animals and then lay them out. So what, what, what it means is you bring them out, you, you cut them open, the blood would flow down the middle because there would be like a, there would be like a, like a little miniature valley or whatever. The blood will flow down the middle and then you know, flow down. And what either parties are supposed to do is both walk over it. And that signifies, like, if I break this covenant or this deal, 
I will be these animals. I will take the place of these animals. Where the Lord put Abraham to sleep, or Abram to sleep, he's doing the Abraham yet. He put Abram to sleep, and the Lord crossed over it himself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to rely on you okay. to keep your end up. Mm -hmm. The end is going to be kept up on me, by me. Yeah. So, <laughs> God did not bet on Abraham's, well, Abram. He didn't bet on Abram's faith yeah. to last when God is the God of faith. Yeah. It's going to be a week. Mm -hmm. So all these things I'm going to bring, and if I don't, if I don't, y'all hold my end, it's going to be me. You don't have to worry about that. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. Because right. I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. As he starts, as he states in verse 7, I am the Lord. So I just thought that was dope. Because yeah. when I first read it, when I first read it, that was, that was, I was back in the other job with the Lord spoke to me. When I first read it, I didn't understand it. Me neither, yeah. Like, walk, okay, he walked over to me. Right? I really didn't understand it. When I looked it up and I went back, it's like, yo, the Lord. It's like, I'm going I'm to set this up. And it's going to be by my faithfulness that it's going to be seen through. And look at, look, look, at, look at what the Lord did because he said he would do it. Not because, yo, I'm going to wait on you to hold a billion. No, yeah. no, I got so. Yeah, man, so that should just tell you <laughs> our faithfulness is good. Yeah. You know, like we, come on, bro. <laughs> God is a God of faith. He's the one that gives us the, the ability to even have it in the first place. Right. So why would God why would God bank on you to to um like yeah why why would why would he rely on why would he rely on uh on us when he can get it done? Mm -hmm. Which is why he has to give us the ability to right. put it back in his you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Love that example. Wait, we're gonna hop in the New Testament because my boy Paul was going off in Romans. Okay. Romans three verse twenty three. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. And we're going to go down to 27. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By the law of works? No, by the law of faith. And 29 says, or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? This is also talking about the righteousness of God through faith. And we can also bring Abraham back up because his righteousness was accounted to him by the faith he put in God. Yeah. So, <clears throat> again, if God is the one that gives us the ability to put faith back in him, yeah. he wants us to put that faith Christ mm -hmm. and not in man yeah. or not in these physical things mm -hmm. and not, not even in angels I can't, was it John? when the angel appeared to John and he like knelt down before him and the angel was like yo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not that dude bro, I'm not the dude, he, he's that guy Jesus is the dude, you, you need to get up you know yeah. <laughs> you need to get up. I thought that was hilarious but yeah. that faith, that faith that we have we gotta put that in Christ. And that's where our righteousness gets. That's where our righteousness comes from. Not from the works. People are gonna be like, well, I'm, I'm working for this righteousness, but it's just faith you need to put in Christ that gives you yeah. the righteousness yeah. back in return. So Romans 4, verse, I, I have 3, 9, 10, and 11. 
3, right here says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And verse 7 and 8 says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Verse 9 says, Is this blessing then only for the circumcised, or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. 10 says, How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. 11 says, He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believed without, without being circumcised. So their righteousness would be counted to him as well. Um, and I think I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about uh, circumcision and like how there's oh there, there's revelation in our own bodies, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So back then, the Lord told Abraham and everybody else to circumcise themselves. That this like certain circumcision is a family of foreskin on the head, so they can expose the head of the penis, and um, that's supposed to be a type of shadow of us cutting away our cutting away our, our sinful man to uh, so that we can be sensitive to cutting away our flesh so that we can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sensitive to the things of God, right? And so this was a sign for the people to do this. Be set apart, you my people, so that you can be sensitive to my words, right? His righteousness is accounted to him not because he did this physical thing, it was before. And it's just, it was talking about baptism. Remember, we were talking about baptism as well. As well. People yeah. like, oh, you have to be water baptized or you're just not going to make it into heaven. Mm -hmm. The baptism is done by the Holy Spirit first. Right. And the baptism flows after as a as a uh, outward expression of something that happened already. But if you if you gave your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit baptized you in fire and he in you and he died the next day without getting water baptism, you're going to get put fire. Yeah. And people are going to be like, oh, you're not going to make it. When the scripture is clear, it's a spirit verse. Yeah. And then the, you know what I'm saying, the, the physical flows after if you, you know what I'm saying, if, if you even do it. And your example to me, because I, I kind of believe that before you brought that example of Barnabas, not Barnabas. What was the uh, what was the dude on the cross? Uh, we don't know. It's the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross. Yeah. Oh, um, the other guy had a name, right? I'm not tripping. No. I'm tripping. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the thief on the cross, he was like, "Yo, remember me when you remember me when you you know go into your kingdom, right?" Yeah. And the other guy was like, "Yo, man, if you Jesus get up off the, get up off these crosses, you see the you see what the minds of these two guys." Mm -hmm. And Jesus told him, "On this day." Mm -hmm. You will be in heaven. Yeah. Boom, die. I bet you he up there. Yeah. Flying around or running or doing whatever, doing whatever you can do in heaven. Because I don't know if you can fly. I feel like you can fly. But um, right there, Jemiah was saying, he didn't even get baptized. Yeah. You think he went to hell? You think Jesus lied? Because if you saw him, he lied in his face. Well, you think God in human flesh told that man a lie just so he could tell him to shut up? Mm -hmm. No. The scripture is clear. Exactly. Clear, right? And so um, here, right here, Paul is saying that 
his righteousness, or Abraham's righteousness was counted to him because he had he put his faith in Christ's faith. And after that, God was like, You and all these other men do this. Mm -hmm. Do this because I told you to do it. Yeah. Not go and do it so you can not go and do this out of you doing it so you can get close to me. No, I told you to go do it. But you your righteousness is already on you because you put your faith in Christ. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that. And I'm gonna jump to five. Romans five. Because Romans five is talking about having peace with God through faith. And I know there's another scripture in the Bible where it's talking about before we were children of God, we were enemies. Yeah. Like we were at war with God. Yeah. And when I first came to, to learn about that, I was so terrified. Yeah. So I was like, wow, God looked at me like I was, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. he was putting his hands up. Yeah. And that, that terrifies me because I'm a little terrified. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Fearful thing to fall into. It is fearful. Come on, dude. Like I don't want to fall into. I don't want to fall into the hand that will crush me. Yeah. I want it to be a gentle pillow. I don't want to be on the other side of glory, bro. No. Our faith will. Our faith is that it will, and God tells us time and time again that His faithfulness does not. Never will die. Doesn't have he doesn't have the ability to to, to to not be faithful. It's who he is. You said it's my turn, right? Yes. This week Calvin is going to die. I have no guesses. Unlike the other weeks, I have no guesses this week. I don't have no guesses on yeah. this another man. The Lord so, the Lord is gonna move like one. This is great. This is really not surprising. Gary needs a new pair of shoes. What is it? We're smaller than we think. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> well, we thank you for this podcast today. We're thankful for the word today. And I pray that this episode was fruitful for some. And I pray that it was a word that some people needed from you. But I'm thankful to be able to show up putting our faith in you. It, we're putting our faith in you gives us Lord. Like putting our faith in you doesn't leave us high and dry. So you justify us. Our righteousness is, is given to you, given from us by our faith in you, Lord. And we're thankful. We're thankful for you loving us so much that you would send your son so that if we put our faith in him, we have everlasting life. Lord, thank you for saving us from the damnation that was already on us from birth and that you saw your creation struggling saw your creation trying to get back to you trying to find you in all the wrong places but you sent yourself you sent your, you sent that light into this dark earth so that you the god of jew and gentile can call your people back to you through yourself <clears throat> so today lord we pray that if people are on the fence, if people are are, are scared and they don't they don't know what or who to turn to, Lord, that they see that they can turn to you, and that they don't see putting they don't see that they don't see putting their faith in you as a gamble. Lord, well, Lord, if they do, we pray that this podcast shows them that putting their faith in Jesus, taking a chance on Jesus, will never be.
connect. Mm-hmm. Well, whoever is watching, listening, I pray that you will join me in this prayer for myself and you as well, probably. That I will no longer be fearful about the thought of surgery, the, the dreadful thing that I've been avoiding for years, and that this word has convicted me, this talking about it has convicted me and revealed to me that I am still walking in an aspect of fear. Like I'm not fully submitted under God in this portion of my life and this showing. And I just pray that I can walk in courage, that the Lord goes before me and I know that. He tells me that he goes before me, that I am to be courageous because he will be with me wherever I go. So I pray that if you are listening, that you pray over me and pray over the surgery that I'm deciding that I need to get. I am deciding to just go through with it and reassure myself that the Lord will be there and there is nothing to be afraid of. And I believe that this is the way that I will get full healing. Because he will be working through those servants. He will be in a room with, with me, with them. And I can come out of this perfectly good, fully good. So I'm praying for that situation and ask for your prayers as well. In Jesus' name. Yeah. I just love you, man. I love you. <laughs> uh, I love your podcast. Thankfully, I'm just able to sit down and talk to you. Yeah. That's it. Nice. nice.